everybody hello welcome to another episode of how round is your table i'm jonathan and this is the podcast where we get a group of people together to go to war in any subject that we feel is necessary to maybe plan out some stuff to uh this week marty is in ireland uh with producer amy uh we're going to possibly going to an actual castle uh they went because they don't have a fear of flying and i do i may or may not be able to do that episode but for right now we are here live in the Bernie of Glen uh or Glen Bernie for those of you who know that better or the 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 dirty Bernie um there's a lot of names for it uh but I, we're here at my school uh today I have put together a crackpot team of all different types of teaching experience and we're going to talk about education this is something I'm excited about uh and we'll see how it goes I don't know it's professional people doing an unprofessional thing but it's fine uh so uh here let me introduce everybody before we get started uh in front of me uh we have uh nick hi uh nick is a first year teacher this is his first uh actual going into teaching foyer is that how you would say it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um and this is your first year in a classroom and i say year but like it's been two months yeah, I mean, I did student teaching, but count. I'm getting paid for it. Yeah, this time, it doesn't so, count yeah. that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like when you go to school. And yeah, school's not real. It's like, oh, I'm in a classroom. Mm-hmm. I'm leading my friends. It doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Jen, uh, also in front of me, but to my my right, Hello. listeners center. I don't know because it's it's a it's a podcast. Uh, Jen has been in education for how long? Ten years. Ten years. Um, but you, this is your first year inside of a classroom. Yes. First year inside. So I kind of wish I had student teaching because there are days I have absolutely no clue what I'm doing. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. okay. Outdoor education is just as important as indoor education. Yes, it is. And uh, you bring ten years of experience uh, to the table. So that's great. And then we have, uh, I don't want to call her the senior member, but I will call her the AARP member <laughs> of <laughs> our group. Uh, Candy, hi. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? I'm well. Uh, so how many years do you have experience? 19. 19 years. And, and the, the fun thing about you is that is public and private. Yeah. Um, so you you yeah. definitely have a full-scale range of uh, expertise. Yeah, 13 years in the archdiocese and then the rest were in public school. All right. So uh, I decided um, with me, I'm in my how was it, 9, 10, 11, 12th year in education. Um, I started as soon as I dropped out of college because that makes sense. Uh, and then was in private school for about three years and then public school. And then that's where we're all together now. We're all working as one. Uh, so Education, it has gone through many changes uh, when we were children uh, to our, some of us have children who are in school, and that has also changed. Uh, so what is, uh, we'll start with you, Candy. Um, okay. What is your take as not only a parent, but also as a teacher, Common Core? It's a, it's a word, it's a phrase that people hear and then immediately throw their hands up. They do, and I was one of those people at first. Okay. Because it was just... Other people who have no idea what they're doing in education tossing out words and acting like they did know something about education. 
the reality is Common Core works if that's what you started with. Okay. So it's okay for like... It's a word. It's a word. It's a word. Okay. It's just a word to help people understand what kids are learning because people immediately throw their hands up and say, I don't know what my child is learning. And that is their way to get off the hook for being accountable for what they do. Okay. Jen, how do you feel about the term common core? Well, I always, and I agree, Candy, and I always thought of the frustration with common core being that every, what, like five years, it was brand new. Everything changed and they were shifting out something completely different. And, uh, and I always thought that was my frustration, that there was, you never once you got used to it, everything changed again. Uh, but it does make sense, though, when you think about it, just because education should be changing. It should be fluid and adjusting, no matter how frustrated we are with it. So there we go. Common Core, I think, is Common okay. Mm-hmm. Nick, two words. Common Core. Thank you. Um, so with, with this, like with the shift of how we're all you know teaching now, uh, we definitely... With our, our school year, uh, and I've said it a couple of times on the podcast, uh, change is frustrating. Change is a fluid motion of things coming at you and then you having to sort of jump off them in space. Um, but we, we have this uh, this now like new administration. Um, my, I, I think the school is going to be better off for it. Um, we've added some new people like Jen and, and, and Nick. Yeah, I'm excited um, about that. So uh, with change, um, you know, we think of like getting into uh, a rut and how do we adjust that. So as a teacher, um, what have you done, Candy, to like get yourself to be able to move past falling into that lull and continuing to come back 19 years of education? So with my background, though, I never had an opportunity to get into a lull. Okay. Um, the most, the longest I stayed at a school was about four years. And either the school closed or I chose to leave it because it was getting close to closing. Um, so this year is actually my fifth year consistently Whoa, in a place. I know, broken. right? Congratulations. And I kind of got nervous. Yeah. So I shifted the grade I'm teaching. Okay, that's right. You were in fifth grade and yes. you shifted over to third grade now. So, yes. I went to third and I love it. They're keeping me on my toes. Keeping it spicy. It is. And so, Jen, uh, with your experience, was it like, in, I guess I would say 10 years in outdoor ed, um, coming into a classroom setting, how, how, did, how did that shift feel for you? Well, to be honest, I could not imagine getting into a lull with classroom education. Every day is completely different. Not only are you moving on in your content and you're teaching something that should be building on what you've already taught, but your kids are in a completely different mood. Mm -hmm. You may be teaching the same kids, but they're coming with completely different how their day started, what happened last night. Um, And yeah, I, I can't imagine getting into a lull. In outdoor ed, it's incredibly easy to get into a lull because you teach the same classes week in and week out. Um, So what's interesting, I was thinking about this the other day, that in outdoor ed you have an opportunity to become a complete expert on a little bit of what you're teaching. Mm -hmm. You have the opportunity to, if the lesson didn't go right, you can teach it again next week and perfect it, and then you can teach it again the week after that and perfect it even more. So it's really easy to get cocky that, like, you know exactly what you're doing. You got this on lockdown. 
But then when you're teaching new things every day, it's a little different just because I didn't have a chance to go back and perfect that the way I wanted to. Um, so, you know, you kind of have to think about it. Okay, I'll make a note of that for next year okay. when we do this. Right. But other than that, you know, it, it keeps you humble, I okay. think. Uh, Nick, mm-hmm. with this being your first year, it's not really much about change, but uh, just thinking about the, the college atmosphere, how are you able to continuously just be able to eat ramen and pizza without it actually feeling like it's like you're getting yourself into a lull? Yeah, you look so, good. Thank you. Thank you. I try. Part <laughs> of it is and I was never super into ramen and pizza. Like I appreciate it. But I used to just, when I was lazy and wanted something easy, I'd microwave a bag of vegetables. Um, And it certainly doesn't hurt that I'm very tall. That helps. But the big thing I'm glad I left behind in college life is being able to talk to your friends all the time. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting. I hate, friends are the worst. Yeah. It's terrible. I get it. I can be alone now. Yeah. And just like, not talk to anyone for a long as, time. As the great Tiffany mm-hmm. once sang, I think we're alone now. Yeah. That's a whole different idea, but it's <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. Uh, so <laughs> not being able to speak to your friends, uh, but you're now teaching, which means you're speaking to little people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say little people. You teach middle school. Mm-hmm. Candy teaches third grade. Uh, Jen teaches middle school. I also teach middle school. Um, so we have sort of young well, you have teenagers, so it's not young teenagers. I mean, they are young teenagers. Yeah, they are. But they're not. They're, are mm. they young adults? Are they allowed to go into the young adult section of the library? I would say my kids aren't. Okay. Because I mean, sixth they grade, they're still enough. kids. It's true. Mm. I mean, they they just <laughs> they still have no idea like where they are, what they're doing. No. Mm. Um. All right. So, with with that, you have to talk to y- young people mm. all day. Um. Does that not fill that void? Does that I mean, since that, even if it's not a void, mm-hmm. um, it's just like a void you've created. Uh, so it's, I wouldn't say it fills that void. It does give me a chance to be a little social, but especially because I'm teaching 12 year olds, I have to censor myself a little bit. Not just like I'm, I tend to have speak with like, I don't tend to swear a lot, but it's more that I can't have the same sense of humor. I normally do. Normally, I tend to be very dry and sarcastic. No. I know. I can't imagine. We don't ever expect that to happen. But with my students, I have to be more open. They they won't pick up on that. Mm -hmm. Like, I I was teaching a lesson just talking about different parts of the brain, and I had a student raise his hand and say, so what you're telling me is the earth is flat. And I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm." And the class blew up because they thought I was being serious. You're flat earther. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Turns out I am. I, I never knew. So, so as as a teacher of science, mm-hmm. um, and then telling children um, that you you lies, you're, you're I'm, a, I'm you're lying, lying to them every day. Complete and total yeah. lies. Um, <laughs> Let's see who hasn't done that in mm-hmm. science, though. I, I feel like everybody. <laughs> That's what science like, is. It's exactly. Exactly. You just lie until so you find out. Making it, was it up Neil deGrasse Tyson mm-hmm. goes on Twitter and is like, hey, "Everybody, I just want to let you know." been fucking with you the whole time earth is completely flat <laughs> and then like two weeks later comes out and says fucked with you again it's still round baby and then <laughs> it's just a picture of him like I shooting a it. globe just like into a hoop and it's like flat <laughs> fuck um all right so kids students they're i've pretty okay they're pretty okay right like that's yeah 
and not to be rude, Candy, but it's the it's the adults, like it's the parents. Parents are a pain in the ass. And and I can say that because I am one. You are one. So let let's talk to you from the perspective of being a parent. Um what? My perfect child? My child would never do anything like that. Yeah, let's let's talk about the perfect child complex. Um I I hate to think and I always like give the benefit of the doubt to the kids. Like mm-hmm. they're going to lie. But we need mm-hmm. to be accepting <laughs> of the fact that kids are going to lie. Uh, but why is it that there are some parents who just refuse to think that their kid lies? Because they're stupid. Narcissism. Because they think that a child's reaction is a full impact on them as a person and as a parent. Get over it. They're little individuals that are going to screw things up because they're 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 they're years old. They're supposed to screw it up. Mm-hmm. Right. They're That's kids. Yeah. Kids are supposed to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And it's just about how you... you like defend them slash how you handle them, them making mm-hmm. a mistake. Right. Mm-hmm. If they're set to believe that it's a total failure, then they're going to lie their way out of it because they don't want to disappoint and they'd I, rather I always lie. I always tell my students mm-hmm. when I, when I look over at their computer and I see that they're definitely not typing, they're definitely playing a game. And I ask them, what are you doing? And their first immediate response is nothing. Mm-hmm. And I told them you were in a classroom in a school. The correct answer is the assignment you told me to do. <laughs> because at least at that point, I have absolutely nothing to argue with you about. But when you look at me and go, nothing, oh, we have, a, we have an assignment. What mm-hmm. have you been doing for the last 20 minutes? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Are you done? No. Okay, so you have something to be doing. They still haven't caught on to that. They don't catch mm-hmm. on to it. Uh, so, Jen, bringing this outdoor education experience you have, how has that transition inside been working? Have you brought anything uh, in with you? Um, noise, I think, is the main thing with sixth grade at the moment is that they're, the complaint is that my room's too loud. They're all very loud in there. Like today. Is that your complaint? Because oh, no, it's not my neighbor, complaint. I am it's not. Our, you are my next door neighbor. Yeah. Do you ever complain no, about it? No, not well, at all. I get complaints on the other side of the wall and across the hall that were too loud. Today, Joel had to come in because uh, he thought there was a riot going on. <laughs> That's what he said. Because were, we were doing an experiment, and they were super excited, and there were explosions. And so they were, like, hooting and hollering. And this was a period where, traditionally, I have had trouble with them even focusing on whatever the task is we're doing because it's the end of the day, and none of them want to do anything. So the fact that they were engaged in it was kind of like, okay, they can run around and push the tables around. They're excited. Yeah. Let's get this going. That's called um, learning. That's kind of, And if yeah. people don't like that, there's a thing called close your door. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, but I would say that, I mean, the energy is the main thing I think we're trying to bring in. I continuously have gotten feedback from people who have observed my class and others that like there's a way to handle your room so that their behavior is managed. And in my mind, coming from outdoor ed, you want there to be energy and life in the room. You need there to be something. It makes them, just reminds them and reminds you that everybody is present. Right. Um, so other than that, I mean, honestly, I started saying, we're going to be outside every day. This is going to be great. We'll be outside. We've not gone outside once. No, not, <laughs> not once. I, it's incredibly difficult to get that many cats in a line and outside, and then back inside in an hour. Th- I'm learning that. It is hard to herd cats. It's if, very if difficult. students were more like... Hmm. Case in point, mm-hmm. 
Definitely. What, what are you doing, Candy? She has I, a, I was a, pointing to the cat scratches on my hand. Oh, you have cat scratches. Yes. Are from children or from actual cats? Actual kittens. Well, we're not talking about cats. Please don't bring up your personal problems on this <laughs> podcast, please. <laughs> That's like, I thought you were mentioning the fact that you have four kids. and No. no. Oh. Well, How, in response to that, if I could cats. interject real quick, that one of the first thoughts I had the first week of school um, was I could not imagine being a parent and a teacher at the same time because I'm leaving exhausted at the end of the day. Like all of me has been put into the day and all I want to do is go home and put on some crappy TV and completely turn my brain off yep. and do nothing until 930 when I pa- when I crash. So so. I could not imagine having to raise like raise a child. You're you know as a parent, you're responsible for a lot for a kid I, and I their s- upbringing. I, I, the funny thing is, like I struggle with that too. So like I would love to stay here. Uh, this school used to be this wonderful place of uh, people staying late, working with each other, planning together after school, like just chilling. I remember I was probably I'd be in the building until like six, seven o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Me every like night. we we just like had this this moment, and now it's like every, uh, the old guard. And I, I I put myself in the old guard being here, like uh, the second year that the school was in existence until now, where we are now entering our tenth year, and and so like seeing the old guard where everyone else has gotten married, has kids, like has this life outside of school, and like puts things into perspective. And then I'm sitting there like, okay, nobody's staying anymore. I'm gonna go host trivia. So now it's like my Sarah, my sister, and I live in a house together, and our dog's there. And then it's like I don't want to have to go home and walk him and feed him. That's Sarah's dog, <laughs> and I just like I just want to like be able to go out. And then when I do go out, I hate hosting trivia. I hate it because I have to be on, mm-hmm. and I've been on since eight o'clock when I have to be here and put this face on and be like, oh, I'm a teacher, and oh. I have to lead these kids and tell them, like, yes, you are doing stupid things. And, yes, you are being dumb. But it's okay being dumb, but I just need you to listen for a second. I did this uh, assessment today. And the one, qu- one of the questions, it was three questions. What is the rectangles on a spreadsheet called? Nick? That's a Ooh, cell. It is I a cell. knew that. It's named after the cells in your body. That make up the system of your body. Yeah. Cells make up tissues, make up organs, make up organ systems. So and Excel spreadsheets. Those were the, 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 the answer. Spreadsheets are pretty cool. And you could alter what's that. in those cells then, to alter what was, you're creating. What, what do mm-hmm. the letters across the top yeah, science. represent for it? And that's columns. And then the numbers represent rows. Gross. Okay. Okay. I'm Real with easy. You. Uh, we've talked about this. Great. We spent two weeks on it. Great. No one got those right. And I stopped everybody and I'm just taking a deep breath. And I explained to them the reason why I got into teaching. And I've told this story many times on the podcast. I'm not going to go into it long deep. But I had a teacher who wrote down all of my misspelled words on a test and put them on the whiteboard and then wrote the correct way of spelling them. And that, and that was the moment I knew that I was going to be a teacher and that I was going to do better than what he did. So I told the kids that. And that the reason that I'm like teaching is because I don't want kids to have the same feeling that I did in a classroom. But I'm definitely seeing a bunch of students who are sitting there not listening and not caring about this because they don't want to do it. But I'm trying to give you an easy assessment grade that I can then show to people and say, look, this is what they're learning, and then be able to give them 100. 
and they're more worried about the chicken that is sitting in my room. And it's difficult. And so uh, I had them retake it. And still, like, they, everyone got the first three questions right. So that was perfect. There's your progress. There was a, yeah. There was, a, there was a second part. I'm not going to get into it. But uh, well, last thing we have before we get into our game. Um, there's is, a game? There's a game. No. I know. I didn't tell you guys beforehand. Uh, what got you into teaching? Nick, four words. Miss Teague is fantastic. Okay. Does it have to be four words? You don't have to use four oh, words. Okay, all right. I he doesn't like to hear me talk. Oh, why not? You sound like Kylo Ren or whoever that guy is. Oh, thank you. The, no. the villain yes. in Star Wars? Uh, yeah, yeah. First day of school. I don't look like him, too, I actually. That you kept I can see that. Wait, For now. What? First day of school, I gave Jedi. like an assignment where I had the kids write down a bunch of stuff about them and their favorite science fact. I had one student whose favorite science fact was. Mr. B has a monotone voice. Yes. It was fantastic. <laughs> yes. I love it. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> it is. Uh, who is Miss Teague? My AP biology teacher okay. uh, from 11th grade. She was absolutely lovely. Um, she was just really, really excited about science, about biology. Mm -hmm. And uh, she like all she wanted to do was help us learn. She was a It was a hard class. Right. But... It was because she pushed us, not because she was expecting too much. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. There you go. She would take students outside every year. It was a tradition. We got to watch her eat some dirt. Yes. Mm -hmm. That sounds <laughs> awesome. Is that going to be a tradition She sounds so here? cool. No. Come no, on. I don't, I'm not going to eat dirt. She did. I will. Will you eat dirt? Come on. I would love dirt. to have this started, packed yeah. right now. I will eat at dirt. At the end of the school year. All the science we take teachers. All seventh and sixth. Maybe we can get Sally Maybe on board. Sally. But we take them out and dirt. they chant, eat it really loud. And we will play Weird Owls, eat it yeah. while uh -huh. you're eating it. We could even do a fear factor thing where we eat bugs too. I had, I had so a teacher glad I do teach a third fear grade. factor thing <laughs> where you had to solve calculus problems or if you get it wrong, you eat some yik, which was just anything he had in his fridge all mixed together in a blender. Oh, wow. And that sounds, nope, wouldn't do that. Yeah, I need a, I got, I need an ant. I, I need a worm. I would not do that. Form to participate oh, in did that you? Activity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Jen, what got you into teaching? Um, you know, it's funny because I, uh, when I started teaching outdoor ed, I got into it because I wanted to move out of the state of Maryland. Okay. So I graduated Welcome college. Back. Yeah. <laughs> I graduated college. I studied philosophy. So didn't study education right. at all um and i knew i just wanted to move out of maryland so i went online and i applied to as many different jobs outside of the state as i could in all all sorts of different backgrounds like admin or um there were a few like working at a spa i think was one oh, of them i actually fun. ended up managing a spa Ooh. later on in life how'd that go uh it was only for like three months i hated it didn't work out too well it's a sweet apartment that i got though <laughs> cool. but uh and I got a phone call back from the uh, Maggie Ma Maggie Johnston, who is the education director at McDowell Environmental Center in Alabama. And she called me because I had restaurant experience. I had like five years restaurant experience. And she said that if anyone can work as a waiter or a waitress, 
they can handle teaching kids. Uh, that is 100% true. Yes, it is. I yeah. wholeheartedly and agree I, with that one. Yep. If you can handle that many things going on around you and that fast-paced lifestyle, 100%. Um, so I we interviewed on Christmas Eve, and nope. she called me back like two days after Christmas and offered me the job. And within the next three weeks, I packed up. I had two backpacks uh, and my car, and I drove to Alabama. I was wow. 21 and I like I think it was 3 days after I got there was my 22nd birthday. Um and like I said, the only reason I did it was cuz I wanted to move out of Maryland. Right. I just I wanted to get out. And uh within a month, I absolutely fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Loved the kids. I taught 5th grade for the most part. 3-day trips uh in outdoor ed and just fell in love with it. Okay. And from there again, it just was traveling. That was what the main goal was. And then eventually it got to a point where I had too many bills okay. and had to actually get a real job. That thing called adulting. Yep. Yeah. Had to adult at some point. So, so okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Candy, I'm assuming it has something to do with our founding fathers. No. <laughs> oh. Okay. I was actually a nursing major for two years in college. Oh. Nice. And I coached Little League, so I was around kids. Right. Um, and my school schedule was three days a week. So two days a week, I was a substitute teacher during the day. And I liked that. I found I was pretty good at that. Okay. And so I figured out, though, I wanted to be a pediatric nurse. And I figured out pretty quickly, I did volunteer work at Harbor Hospital, that I loved being around kids but not being around children who were ill. I didn't like seeing them scared and suffering. And I could not help them the way that I wanted to. So I quickly changed my major and John says you know you'd be a really good teacher because you're patient which I don't know why he thought I was patient because I'm not um, so I changed majors and took an extra year to finish at Towson and started teaching and okay. never really looked back like I thought of doing other things um, but I'm pretty far into it now so I think Al might kill me if I chose to do a major career change at this yeah, point that'd be, that'd be rough not very responsible yeah. adulting thing <laughs> there. That kind of so. happened with my father. He was working as a, a night manager at the Marriott uh, and then quit and then worked as a pizza delivery man, got into a car accident, and my mom told him, get a job. And then he became a high school teacher and did that for about six years, seven years. Wow. Now he's retired and working at the casino. There you go. I do want to write that's children's old. literature books. <gasps> like that's that's oh what God. I really want to do. Can I tell you? What do you really want to do? I want to write children's books as well. Oh yay! And my mom and I came up with a with a, a plot for a children's book while drinking way too much tequila one night. As you would. And uh, the theory or the the thought of it is the main character is a beaver. And so beavers, uh, <laughs> this is, so, I'm already engaged. I'm like, what? <laughs> you can imagine how excited, we, how excited we were when we were talking about this. Um, but beavers, uh, so they create dens, obviously, uh, and that's where they live. But they also have this ability to, uh, they welcome other animals into their den, and they, they share that habitat mm, with okay. other animals around them. So oftentimes you'll see birds are nesting on top of dens, or there's uh, reptiles that are living inside of it, and it's just kind of part of the beaver's lifestyle. They're called a, a 
key, what is it, a keynote, keystone? Yeah, keystone. Keystone species. Yep, there we go. Uh, Keystone species because they're really important to the ecosystem. They allow these homes to be created. And if we lost them, we would lose a lot of those those homes. So the idea is that it's a children's book about a beaver. We don't know the name of the beaver. Maybe some alliteration. Maybe Betty the beaver who has Bernard, maybe, who has a beaver home, a den, and the story is about all these other animals that come to the beaver saying, I don't have a home, Mm -hmm. and the beaver says, come on in. And it's all about how we should share Mm -hmm. and welcome and support a community. That is awesome. Right? That's Shrek. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it can show how, like, the one... The, the beavers, like Shrek. the single beaver is impacting like all the improvements it's making on mm. all of the other Just creatures' like lives. Yeah, and mm. then or there would be... Or It's a Wonderful Life, mm. which is based on Shrek. Nice. Well, there would be a, a parent or an adult right. mirroring copy that would also be the same story about beavers, Donkey. but it would be more about how important, so beavers, how important women are. Ah. So... Boom. Yeah, because beavers and vaginas... It would be all about how, how important women are to a community. All right. Uh, <laughs> put a pin in that. Because uh, they're not fucking pussies. No, way. we're not fucking pussies. <laughs> oh, we, High five. Thank they, you. Oh, I just hit you the microphone. You just hit the microphone. Oh, my God. High right, fives are uh, important. So we are going to play a game, uh, and this is everyone's favorite game, called Let's Strategize. Let's go left, left, right. No, no, no. Strategize. Okay. Uh, so the way this game works, uh, we've I've asked a question to our audience. So we have to ask dot com or in our Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and so I asked them like, what's a question um, that you would that you feel like you would want to ask a teacher? Um, and we're just gonna give a very short, Nick, very short answers. Doesn't want to hear me talk. Don't want to. No uh, all right. So our first question voice. comes to us from Phil. Hi, um, Phil. Hey, Phil. I have a friend named Phil. And Phil asked, are you allergic to money? Sometimes I worry about that. Yeah. I have four kids. But do you understand the question? Like, <laughs> no. The, the, okay, like, so the human question is, money, we don't make yeah. money. So like, like, why are you in a job that doesn't pay you this much for all this effort? So are you allergic to money? I feel like I'm making more money now than I've ever made before in my entire life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So truth, for me. Truth there. I'm okay. Okay. I'm just reading. I, ju- I just know that like that that statement was a little. I would say, yeah, outdoor ed. I was definitely felt like I was allergic to money because I didn't make anything. Now right. I feel like I'm rolling in the dough. Dude, hey. Catholic uh, school was the same way. I yeah. doubled my salary coming to public school. Done. Take that, archdiocese. Take uh, that, Phil. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> our next question comes to us from Kristen, and she asks, "Can I go to the bathroom?" No, not during. Lesson. Not until you finish. Not until you finish your warm up. If you do not warm-up. put up your signal. You okay. will pee your pants. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I, have, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, there, there was once when I was a pre-K four teaching assistant, and a student run over to me and said, "Tell me that a student's chair was leaking." <laughs> and I went yes. over there to be helpful as, po- as much as I could, and then it dawned on me: chairs don't leak. And then it dawned on me, looking at this child's face, what had happened, and oh. I was like, "It's okay. We can. We'll get through this. Let's go. We can fix this." Um, all right, and our final question. I, I, actually, the real—I mean, real talk. Is you can't. You most kids use the bathroom to just get out of doing work. I think mm-hmm. as teachers, you start noticing that pattern of like this one child comes into my class, and when it's about the time to do work, they're always asking to go to the bathroom, and then it's just like no. 
Mm-hmm. So then you kind of need to change up your strategy a little bit so that they forget that they need to go to the bathroom when they That's really when don't. Start leaking though. All right, your, our final question comes to us from super fan Richard G. Hi, Rich. It, Richard, it's good to good to hear from you. Richie Rich. Uh, Richard asks us, what the hell is with a Q that looks like a two? It's a cursive Q. They don't teach cursive anymore, do they? I do. You do? Oh, I'm a little yes. I love it. I heard that there's going to be a club. Are you a what? cursive club? Yeah, I heard there's going to be a cursive club. That's no exciting. Way. I did not come up with that That sounds one. like a yeah, fantastic I've, I've club. That, that might be in the... <laughs> the realm of things happening here. The cursive cue is technically a Zanier Blosier style of handwriting. Oh, they really need, I need to know. To watch your language, ma'am. <laughs> what do you think is more geeky, the cursive club or the chess club? Cursive club. I would think cursive club. Hundred percent. Can you think of anything more, more geeky than cursive right, club? Because at least with chess club, you have a competition happening, like yeah. there's a game being played. Did they release the clubs? Not yet. No, oh. there's still people figuring out what they need to get their exactly. shit together. Well, mm-hmm. that's not on us. Because apparently, uh, I'm working in one. So are you? Uh, yeah, there's like an engineering Misa something. Oh, oh yeah, Misa. yeah. Welcome Ooh. to Monarch. Yeah. Um, Probably shouldn't have signed up for running clubs in my first year teaching. Oh my god, I'm so glad I'm not teaching a club. Who needs what free else time? are you doing? I'm teaching a club. Um, I want sometimes to. Sometimes I like Can't to right go now. back to my apartment and like eat grilled cheese and like play video games. You have a life that I don't think anyone has wished for, but I, I think many no people. No one wants to be like me. Have like I would love grilled cheese. I wish you could bring. Yeah. It. What do you mean? No one's wished for it. I mean, I live alone. My I don't play video games, but I go mm-hmm. home. I take my dog out. I eat so some sort of stir fry live alone yeah. and then oh, oh. and then i sit and relax if or i didn't have roommates and i had that cat i'd live alone cats but you'd still have the cat no cats don't live with you you share yes, the do. space no. with cats yeah, yeah cats live with still you living with you that's yeah dogs are like having a child dogs are a pain in the ass dogs cats are like roommates around you dogs need you to pick up their shit yeah, they do. Cats have a box of shit you inside still, your house. You still have to pick up Depends. that. That's the worst part about it. Yeah. Hate and then it. when they flick it out of the box or when they decide this box is not not good enough for me today, I'm going to use the bathtub instead. Well, as not to offend all of our listeners that are cat lovers and dog lovers. Dogs are better. Um, not gonna, not gonna put a point Leave out there. Leave cats alone for um, long periods of time. I want to thank you three for for coming on. Um, You're welcome. Thank it. you for having um, us. Yeah, thank you. I, I think this is hopefully going to be helpful for people who are looking at becoming a teacher or looking at um, thinking about the teaching field. It, we we're all here talking about it. If we weren't interested in it, if we didn't care about these kids, we wouldn't be talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we would want to be talking about jet skis, cats. <laughs> Isaac. Newton? Stupid. No. Grilled cheese like sounds like a great Abraham thing for dinner. Isaac. It's a stupid, horrible video game that I put too much time in. Oh. oh. All right. Mm. Um, thank you all for listening. So uh, you <laughs> can uh, definitely find us at wehaveToask.com or on our Facebook and Twitter at wehaveToask. Uh, let us know uh, what was one of the what your favorite memories of your teacher. Like, what was your favorite teacher? What did they do? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite teachers um, drew wonderful pictures of fallopian tubes and and penises on a chalkboard. Uh, and did then you use it to like educate? She used it to educate, mm-hmm. and she also used it to make children pass out. Ooh, um, it was fun. it's a fun time. That's for another story. Uh, <laughs> but. Thank you all again. Um, any any last words? Uh, two words, everybody. Just last words. 
Candy, we'll start with you. No thoughts. Oh, it's very ominous. I Jen. like it. Just keep swimming. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't teach math. Follow directions. <laughs> uh, Nick. We made poop today. <laughs> and who's the third grade teacher here? <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> thanks again, everybody, for listening. This has been another episode of How Round Is Your Table? My name is Jonathan, and as always, here, here. This has been another episode of How Round Is Your Table? We'd like to thank our producers, Amy and Herbie Lobsters, and thanks to Skies and Cast for the our theme song, New Day. Check them out on iTunes, and while you're there, check us out as well. If you're already a subscriber, give us a rating and a review. It really helps. Join the discussion online at wehavetask.com or on Facebook or Twitter at wehavetask. And don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the Peaksloft Network at peaksloft.com. Hey, this is Chris. And this is Joe from the Curioso Podcast. You are currently listening to We Have to Ask. We Have to Ask? I gotta be honest with you, I'm not sure what the hell is going on. So we have to ask. I, I, I've i tried to ask. You did? And I, I haven't gotten any answers. How many times has this happened to you? I just want to listen to a podcast. I can't choose from all these complicated structures and setups. You want to listen, not think. That's why there's Hobo Radio. You'll feel like the smartest guy in the room in a room by yourself. This doesn't take any intellectual thinking at all. Thanks, Hobo Radio. Hobo Radio, a weekly podcast on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network. <laughs>